everybody, beer drinkers, beer lovers, people just generally associated with beer. This is Cheers to Beers. I'm your host, Jess, and it has been a hot second, I'm aware. But guess what? Life gets in the way. Anxiety brings you down. New jobs fuck up your whole schedule. So yeah, I took a hiatus, but I am back at it. And to start off a new era of this podcast, I am introducing these new mini-sodes called Half Pints. This is where uh, me and friend of the podcast, Cole, sit out on my balcony and jibber-jabber about stuff in the industry. Uh, It could be anything about us venting about shit at work. It can be us just taking on a topic in the beer world. Um, But these are just going to be smaller episodes where... You know, we just we just do a little chat and to help disperse my larger episodes, my full pint episodes. Um, so while you're waiting, we've got some little minis that are going to be coming out. So thanks for waiting um, on me not doing anything this summer, <laughs> but working really. So I'm just going to get right to it. Um, have a schooner with this episode and uh, enjoy our little chit chat. We are going to be talking about kind of just seasonal stuff at the moment. Um, We recorded this on Friday the 13th. It is fall, the best time of the year. Halloween is coming up. So you know we're talking about pumpkin beers. We are talking about hazy IPAs and fresh hops. All the good stuff that happens around this time. So grab a beer and join us. Cheers. It is kind of nice. So, um, yeah, you must have thought of something I that mean, you wanted I to just, ask no, because you had the idea. This isn't supposed to be me asking you. This is supposed to be you and I bantering about all right. shit. I mean, I think, first of all, happy Friday the 13th. So it kind of brings me on the topic of the idea of pumpkin beers. Ugh. And, well, a fall Friday the 13th? The Friday the 13th right before Halloween? Yeah, it's incredible. It's a magical day. I had a great tarot card reading this morning so i'm feeling positive where do you get your tarot read i do it myself oh really yeah you don't think that you might uh there might be some inherent bias there well yeah but any tarot card reading is bias you don't think it minimizes it by having a medium i mean like i guess it does but they're inserting their own bias in okay well fair i guess you're not like cheating you're not dealing from the bottom (laughs) no i actually so are you a simpsons fan i am okay do you remember the episode where lisa gets her uh a tarot card reading and she gets happy squirrel i do not remember that one is this a newer one (laughs) no um it that's just like the bit is like the the reader is like happy squirrel and she's like what does this mean and she's like i don't know the cards are vague um but it's kind of like a joke in the community now, I guess. And the deck that I have has a happy squirrel. And I didn't even, like, really understand the significance of it. But it basically plays as, like, a joker would in a deck, a regular deck of cards. Okay. So it's just, like, a wild card. But it's really funny because a lot of people who make tarot cards have incorporated the, the happy, happy squirrel. squirrel because huh. of how, like, you know, how good The Simpsons is. Anyways, um, so, yeah, it, it, I guess it made me kind of think about, like, pumpkin beers. It's I mean, like... And also the fact that pumpkin and the idea of pumpkin spice is a very American thing. So you're only going to see this type of beer in America in October. Yeah, I'm not. Like, well, and it's earlier and earlier every year. I think yeah. it peaked like two years ago when the uh, 
God, who was it? Whose pumpkin beer was it? I can't remember. Uh, the Pumpkin from Southern Tier. I oh, think, yeah. Right? Is that it? The Pumpkin? But it's one of the it's one of the earliest ones, I believe. And I believe it was that one that came out at, like, July. End of July, beginning of August. Fuck that. But that was also at the height of the pumpkin spice coffee business craze, too. Yeah. I don't get it. It's just, like, allspice and nutmeg. Well, yeah. I mean, like, the thing is, is I've, I've had some pumpkin beers that I'm okay with. It's just that the it just it just caters to a craze that's all it is it's just a trend and it's only an american thing and it's probably going to die out in a few years so it's kind of like what's the point yeah know. god no one would drink it if it was just squash beer <laughs> but the like thing spiced is, like, squash beer <laughs> i think you could incorporate some nice like earthy gordy qualities probably but it just that's not what they are it's it's just spices for the most part wait i think you should say gordy one more time gordy gordy <laughs> it's a gordy type drink <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of pumpkin beers. I've never done the the big Elysian event. Oh, no. The pre or post buyout. I don't like any they, of their pumpkin beers, Well, they, to be they have one where they put it in a pumpkin. Oh, really? And then they tap it. It's a giant pumpkin. That's kind of fun. And they tap it, and then they pour the beer out of it. That's fun. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It makes me think about when... And this is just, like, something that I've experienced working in a brewery now in the way that, like you really have to time your brewing and like how big your batches are and how many batches you're doing and how that correlates to, you know, where you're distributing it and blah, blah, blah. And how that can really mess up a timeline with seasonal beers because consumers are picky as fuck and they will not drink something if it's not like the commercialized season for it. No, I'm out of IPA. I've had 20 gallons, 20 barrels of shitty holiday beer brewing. <laughs> it's got to be out next week. <laughs> That's what it is. I mean, our pumpkin came out early this year and no one wanted it until we got that first really rainy weekend that we had. Oh, yeah. That's when everyone started buying it. How is working in the brewery doing? It's kind it's of good. Uh, thinking about this in the context of the podcast. It's, yeah. You know, you started out as just this, you know, little bar back waif and mm-hmm. now you're a big shot at a brewery. Waif. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And working at a brewery is good, though. It's just, like, it's really cool to just really... Because that was always my favorite part of working at a bar anyways was the beer. Mm-hmm. And working at a bar that had really good taps and, you know, knew what they were doing with buying beer. Um, so now it's like I just get to be with it all the time, and that's it's pretty sweet. Uh, is it going to make you start brewing? <laughs> it's really funny. Ryan's been asking me that a lot. He's like, so is your end goal to, like, be a brewer? And it's not really, to be honest, just because brewing has so much science in it and i'm not a numbers technical person and you have to be like really good at that to a lot of math exactly and so i i like to think that i have a decent palate so i think that maybe it'd be fun to try it but i don't know how like i would i don't know if i would get serious about it because that's just kind of like a whole different world yeah but you know a lot of your experience to it now is on a larger commercial scale and you know i don't think you need to be figuring out you know exact play-doh densities when you're just doing a five-gallon carboy that's true you just put it in there and say what the fuck yeah but then the problem is too is i'm sure you're getting a bunch of free beer from work and so then adding five gallons to that somewhere down the line would it just make you drink a lot more or would you end up wasting a lot of beer <laughs> yeah uh i don't know i think it depends on how good i'd be at it <laughs> well what's your uh, favorite rubens product right now right now um it's funny. I, I actually, this could probably be something we could segue into the concept of, which we actually have talked about a little bit on an episode I am editing right now, but um, kind of the idea of the haze craze, the hazy IPA oh, yeah. trend. 
And uh, by summer, I felt like I was over it. And I was just kind of like, they're all kind of starting to taste the same to me. They're too sweet. They're too heavy, blah, blah, blah. But Rubens keeps going at it. And like Adam just keeps coming up with really good recipes. And it, every time they brew one, it's better and better. And we have one right now that's called the Double Crush. And it's a double hazy. And it is so fucking good. Like I, it's just like, it's dry, but it's still juicy. And I, I don't know. It's just like, I thought I didn't like the style anymore, but then when you have a really good one, I'm like, oh fuck, maybe I, maybe I'm still on board with this. But uh, what's your, what's your opinion on that? I don't know. Uh, the thing that makes me think of it is that it, speaking of segues, people's interest in it in the late summer of this year totally moved right into fresh hop season and mm-hmm. that's every single fresh hop beer right now yeah every single fresh hop beer is a real juicy cloudy you know yeah kind of hoppy pale low abv yeah. ipa and it's it's the single hop varietal ones are cool because you know you get to taste yeah. your favorite hop <clears throat> but it's uh it's also kind of a bummer because it's the same beers that i've been drinking all summer i feel like you know, yeah, that's true. I mean, they, I know the way they make them is is different, but it's still it's like okay, I'm looking at the same thing in a glass, same color, right. same nose. Yeah, you know, the single hop ones are neat because it's just the one, but yeah. some people are doing blended ones, and it's like, yep, this is basically a fresh hop version of the beer that you had six weeks ago. Right. Yeah, and it's just like I guess I'm just interested in like where this is going. Really, like, are people really going to hone on the in on this to the point where like, you know, it's a standard in. Uh, competitions you know is this going to become a, a category uh, yeah that's the one i know uh matt and i are uh, our cellar manager yeah. got into a bit of an argument well he had uh brower's hop mob this year he got to be a judge yeah being as he's a part of the company and his favorites were these ones that were coming in at eight percent yeah that were super cloudy with a good chunk of malt to them and he was mad that they didn't win and it was and he kept saying it was the old guard versus the new guard yeah and i was like well i don't know dude stylistically a triple ipa is a certain thing yeah and sure it might be a great beer but i would call it like a hazy double right exactly you know uh, it's like yeah this would be a good double ipa right yeah i mean the difference between like the pliny's is is astounding and i hate that the younger and i love the elder (laughs) because it's just this thin low-bodied hop bomb right for sure hop bomb Testing, testing, hop bomb. You got it. <laughs> hop bomb. I think you got it down. <laughs> um, no, that that is interesting, and I think that it does kind of make me question, like, what? How do we categorize at this point if mm-hmm. all of them are just like kind of coming together? Because it is really kind of running into all these different styles. And on one hand, it's kind of cool to have that, you know, fluid. It doesn't matter. It's just good beer. Drink it. Kind of attitude, but also like, but I still want to like have some sort of structure in the world of beer tasting, you know? Yeah. Like if I got like a, if you put in front of me at this point and then an Imperial IPA, a double IPA, a fresh hop IPA, and one of these juicy ones right now with what I've seen lately, there was a time where I would have thought, well, juicies didn't exist, but I I had a, or it was a Northeastern IPA. Right. Um, There was a time where I could have told you the difference between them. And now I can't. Yeah. I really, I've seen them all, the, so many different styles, so many different kinds that all have just kind of, I don't want to say turned into the same thing, but a lot of people have just kind of taken those ideas and melded them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, and there's still good ones out there. It's just, I don't know. It's just like, it's kind of what I was saying about pumpkin beers. It's just, 
it's just a trend. So I'm kind of wondering, like, how seriously are breweries going to be taking this to the point where are they going to start categorizing it in a certain way? Or is this just a, a phase? Yeah. So uh, I'm back here at the end again. Just wanted to remind you that uh, since podcasting takes a lot of effort and I'm the only one who does everything for it, uh, it can take a while for things to come out. So if you want to enjoy some beer related content in the meantime, follow me on Instagram at Jess Jess Beer. You can also check out the blog, cheers to beersnw.com. Check out some little mini reviews I do up there and the rest of the archive of the other episodes of this podcast. You can also listen to this podcast on the iTunes podcast app. Rate, review, subscribe. The huge bullshit. But it's helpful. So thank you. I love you. Keep drinking beer. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye.